Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter wrestling's voice of reason, Scott, as well as the third man, the man of many numbers, the robotic minstrel, John the Statman. Also joining us is the best book machine from Ship It Studios and longtime contributor to the ATR brand, Mr. Zach. We come to you from above the ring, Ship It Studios' premier wrestling podcast covering all things from AEW to WWE worldwide, coming to you this weekend. <laughs> Guys, sometime AEW, this weekend. Sometime this weekend, yeah. We don't know yeah. yet. Um, but if you listen to this, it's dropped. That's what matters. Uh, AEW Revolution has come and gone. First pay-per-view of 2023. And one of the last AEW pay-per-view to be part of our Above the Ring Ship at Studios uh, championship, uh, I don't even want to call it, league series. Uh, guys, how are we feeling overall about uh, Sunday, this past Sunday? I liked it. I thought it was a really good show. Probably one of the better ones that they've done in, in quite some time. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I I would I would put it as slightly better than what they've had the last few pay-per-views as of late. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was very good. And yeah, I was talking to Scott a little bit in the days leading up to it and just about kind of we were dreading a little bit that it was a Sunday night pay-per-view mm. after even though that's you know kind of traditionally when they are but recently there's been some pay-per-views or premium live events on Saturday nights and I definitely prefer that now being older so it was a little rough towards the end trying to stay awake but it was very good it was it was I would say if I was to give it like an overall my feelings on it I think it was the best pay-per-view since all out 21 which, I mean, that pay-per-view alone is already through the ceiling as it is, as AEW's, I would say, best pay-per-view they've had, but we can have that conversation for another day. Mm. Um, I, I was we... I was going to say maybe, like, best since Double or Nothing, like, when, when we went, because I thought that show was really good. Yeah, no, we could absolutely, you know, that's also another one. I just, every time I think, maybe I just use all out 21 as the standard now i mean it's true that that definitely has been the best one that they've they've ever done so yeah um but yeah since double or nothing since the the you know all out 22 if you will yeah um so scott do we want to talk about before we get into the 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 pay-per-view itself because you, we weren't even halfway through the show, and I got a text from Scott, and he was a little, a little excited. <laughs> yes, oh. yes. The championship is not over yet. There is still time for some people do well and take this championship. So, unfortunately, Sam has been eliminated mathematically from winning the championship this season. So sad faces all around for that. However, both John and myself are still eligible. We both have our backs against the wall. Your boy over here went a perfect 9-0. and wow. Swept the whole thing. I, I think it was like when I texted Sam, I think it was like the fourth match in. And the way everybody else's scores were, I had a big enough lead where it was over. It didn't matter. So, honestly, I have to say thank you, Jamie Hader. It's because of you that I won this 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 point. <laughs> I was the only one to vote for the champ. She gets the job done. Gives me the win. 
So it's not over yet. Zach, your 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 stranglehold is beginning to loosen. I was trying to coast, not even, I totally skipped out on the pre-show, didn't even think I had to show up and do my picks in person, just sent them into Scott, but now I think it's time for me to buckle down and get serious and lock down this championship. But yeah, John and I can uh, enforce the tie, and then we go to overall wins, and if that's the case for John, he's in a little bit of a trouble, since he's only been around yeah. for half the season. So, I was going I was going through the matches of this pay-per-view and I was like, I'm not doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of forgot who I picked for a few of them, but I, I still I, overall I felt like yeah, I, I didn't get most of these. <laughs> I think going into uh going into the 2023-24 season, we're gonna have to have a spreadsheet we can all access. Um picks, wins, losses, and whatnot. Yeah. Especially yeah. since we will be having Ethan, who I've been working with our New Japan, uh, with our New Japan content on. He will be joining us. He did send me his picks. He was actually five and four in this one. I think the pay per view. I think the Rumble. He had a higher higher rate. So he's really good with making these calls as well. So I will be excited to see us having a bunch of us going, uh, neck and neck. Yeah, I like the fact that it's it's grown to you know now five people, and who knows going forward if we end up getting more but yeah it's definitely going to be interesting it'll be nice when you know i i, I come from behind and, and take this title and, and retain it for year number two so mm. we'll we'll see we'll see what happens yes agreed so let's get right into the card um again this we lucked out 50 50 i guess nine matches a lot smaller card but that was obviously because we had the main event, the Iron Man match, which we'll talk about when we get to the end. Not a single match on this card went under 10 minutes. The shortest match was 10 minutes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what we can do is, I mean, we'll get right into the first match, you know, pre-show. Obviously, we're really pushing the Briscoe card hard now. Yeah. Briscoe card hard now. There we go. That was a word. Phrase. Um Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers taking on and defeating Ari Davari and the varsity athletes of Josh Wood and Tony Nice. Um, this was a good opener. I think everyone this just delivered as you would expect a good pre-show match to deliver. Honestly, yeah, and and like you said, it's nice that they're focusing on on Mark Briscoe, uh, whether he turns into a prominent you know person in ROH. Obviously, that's remains to be seen, or. Will he just be on AEW going forward? I don't know. Honestly, I think he'd do perfectly fine either way. Um, Lucha Brothers, what else can you say? Honestly, <laughs> they they are one of the best that AEW has. Um, Ari Davari, I I am a fan of his anyways from his work in WWE. So he's a, a great mid card talent, and the varsity athletes, Josh Woods, Tony Nese, both. Both are in fantastic shape, and they definitely, especially Josh Woods, I feel like definitely will make a big impact. And that's not a knock on Tony Nese. It's just, it's kind of tough when you have so many good talents. Like, where do you where do you rank them? You know. Yeah, it's good, 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 nice, feel good win to to open the night in the pre show. Get you really in the mood for a big pay per view. Mm. No lie, they should be they should be pushing Mark Briscoe hard right now. 
Uh, I mean, like no pun intended, like to the sky, they should, they should be pushing, they should be pushing this guy because I, I, I like the way that he works here. And I mean, whether that, whether they do it on ring of honors weekly show or, or if they do it on AEW, I, I think they should, uh, uh, really make it a point to push Mark Briscoe's now single run. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think we're all in agreement there. I think for me, it's depending on how he's feeling. Because, I mean, again, he didn't just a tag team partner. He lost his actual you know, blood brother at this point. So oh. is he mentally there? I mean, he has been on the shows, and he's still working. Um, he has been on Ring of Honor. Um, I mean, we'll, I guess we'll see what happens. It It would be... I, I kind of hope he does get a title run, like a world title run at this point. Well, I wonder what happens with the tag team, those Ring of Honor tag team titles eventually. Mm. I mean, right now it's, you know, it holds a lot of sentiment, so it makes sense to keep it. Right. Keep it for the brother. But I mean, eventually something's going to happen with it. We just don't know what yet. Right. Yeah. So going but anyway, to- was, I thought it was a good yeah. opener. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a show. Good opener. Yeah. <laughs> Turd Ferguson, <laughs> funny name. <laughs> yeah. um, so we kicked right off into, I think I was shocked this one even opened the show, but I think it was a good show opener. Ricky Starks taking on defeating Chris Jericho with the JAS band from ringside. Yeah. Um it's like, what do you say? It's like what do you uh... say about this? This one I think I think this is where Chris really wanted to like have Ricky shine. It's like, okay, it's gonna be you and I. We're gonna see really what you made of. And I thought we saw the best of Ricky Starks here. I really did. It's definitely a good uh launching point for him. You know, he gets past Jericho. Now it's you know, we move on to hope maybe TNT title. Um, I would love to see him in the World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, him and the champ <laughs> uh, would be a fantastic match, but we'll see. Uh, I know that both the TNT title and um, actually, no, we don't really know what's going on with the Heavyweight Championship after this, but who knows? But actually, I take that back. We do know what ends up happening with Ricky Starks, but we'll go. We'll, we'll talk about that on a later show. Yeah, I thought Ricky and Jericho worked really well together here. It was awesome to see. I love the um, Ricky was able to block the Judas effect, just to kind of put up his arm and blocked it. And Jericho has that shocked look on his face. I don't know if um, anybody's ever done that before, but it was kind of a little holy shit moment. And um, they had a cool spot. Ricky goes for the spear and Jericho turns it into a code breaker. Sammy came out, even though the JAS was banned, and then action Andretti comes over and takes him out. Um, so they ended up throwing a lot into this match, and so it was a really fun back and forth, exciting opener. I thought it was nice to see Ricky Starks escape the clutches of Jericho in <laughs> <laughs> this, so now he can move on. Uh, from this, we we see he's gonna get into some weird feud now after the events of Dynamite. 
Yep. I mean, we'll we'll see where that goes, but he's. It looks like the feud with Jericho is over. He he got the win despite the JAS. Well, one member of the JAS interfering. Uh, but yeah, I thought the match was was all right. <laughs> <It's> pretty, <laughs> pretty much, I think every match on this card was all right. <laughs> it's the word of the day all yep, right yeah that's all right yeah well, we will find out once we're done this if this pay-per-view got this Statman star <laughs> so if right, anyone yeah. who's listening doesn't know and zach doesn't know john's a hard man to please <laughs> and he likes to, he does like to rate things he's big into movies and music and we talk about it all the time but with wrestling it's a little tougher so we've decided with us he has a one-star rating system does it get the Statman star and this is that's yeah, just what we're it, gonna find out when it comes when it comes to wrestling these days. I'm fairly insatiable, so we'll see what. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll I know you guys are anticipating that. <laughs> it's off to a hot start. I, I like the chances so far. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, um. We had what I would I would personally say was the aside from the Iron Man match was the best match of the night. Jungle Boy taking on Christian Cage and defeating him in the final burial match. Yeah, um, this was this was a lot of fun to watch, and um, just the way it ends was just hilarious. When <laughs> he kisses his forehead, he slams it and goes. Boom. <laughs> Like, hopefully that was by design and not like a flaw because that thing dropped real quick. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I hope Christian Cage had a seatbelt on in there, but that was just like, <laughs> like, like, I get that they didn't probably didn't want Jungle Boy to be actually throwing dirt on the casket because that would just take forever. Right. To do that. So, yeah. So, like, I was surprised by that. <laughs> It was a it much more slammed. emphatic finish than just closing the casket to see yeah. it fall. It was, yeah. But yeah, I, I was thinking it was by design, but I don't, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't... <laughs> he, he even arranged <laughs> he even arranged Christian's arms and and gave him a pack on the forehead and then just <laughs> done. <laughs> and honestly, if that's Christian's exit from AEW, then what, that's one hell of a way to go. So. Uh, but, there was so much emotion in this match mm. with just, you know, even uh, Jungle Boy doing the concerto to Christian. He's sitting there. He's going to do it. Even even Ashley was in the room. With me. She was, he's not going to do it. He's the good guy. I'm like, uh, some people have to. Uh, I go, storytelling. Some people need to overcome that and do things to redeem themselves. And sure enough, bam. It was a long story yeah, and and so many little nods <laughs> to stuff they did in their past. And so it made it all worthwhile in this match. And um, yeah, interested to see Jungle Boy saying he's going to be a singles champion this year. He vowed to do that. So see what what one he goes after. If he can make that happen this year. Yeah. I think Jungle Boy needed the win because he's just been he's just been meh. Like yeah. since since the since Christian was out on injury, I mean there was a little bit there. 
there was a little bit there when he was working with Christian, you know, and now they, they, it took longer than they wanted to, but they got back into it. And I, I think they, I, they, they dev, I hope they close the ch- this chapter for him <laughs> and he jungle boy does something else. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's done. Um, the only yeah. thing that might've extended it is if Luch- if Luchasaurus had returned and, uh, you know, tried to attack him, he still might after the fact, for his own bit of revenge, but who knows? I think uh, Luchasaurus hopefully... is Luchasaurus is in the middle of some lawsuit right now, so that's why probably why he's not appearing oh, on television. I did, not, I did not know that, so that makes a lot of sense. What yeah, kind of lawsuit? Some, uh, it's over his mask and all that. Some the the creator of the mask or something. Uh, I have to look into that a little bit more, but I know it's involving his 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 costume. Interesting. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why he's being kept off television. Yes, a lawsuit had been filed over the mask design used by AEW's Luchasaurus. Wow. He's had yeah. that mask for 65 million years. Come right? On. And now they're doing the lawsuit? Magic <laughs> oh, <statute of> limitation. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, at this point, it's, it's in the public point. domain, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but speaking of people with masks, our next match, Sam, another fire match. Incredible. Um, incredible. And I know this is one of John's favorite matches, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> the Elite and Kenny Omega lost the trios titles to the House of Black. Yeah, but I picked them. <laughs> I picked these clowns to win, and they and they didn't and they lost. I was like, oh, they're not going to drop their titles. You know, they're not, they're not done playing with them yet. And then, no, they lose to the House of Black, <laughs> which I mean, the House of Black, need, in all seriousness, House of Black needed something. Yeah. Because they were, they were, they kind of fell into obscurity and then they went away and then they came back. And then it was like, all right, they need something. So it, it, it benefits them a little bit. You can't book a, supernatural threat who loses all the time right because they lose their shine you know their 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 aura and everything yeah definitely yeah so them winning again it was i thought this was great this was a lot of fun um the house of black getting the win here awesome um hopefully we get to see them in their prime now and do what they should be doing Mm -hmm. yeah they definitely needed that win um Big shout out to Brody King's face paint. That was pretty badass. Yeah. And um, and shout out to Julia for taking a knee from Kenny Omega. And then Kenny just kind of shrugged it off. Yeah. Oh, right. Whoops. I'm like, what a bitch. <laughs> yeah, was, you guys think fun. every wrestling company has a heel lighting guy? Hmm. Because every the lights going out thing, I'm like, all right, I think that 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 happens too much in wrestling these days. You know, you make a good point. <laughs> you make a good. I point. like do they do the wrestlers just bribe the lighting guy and it's like, all right, turn them off now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just something. House of Black, literally, lights go off, lights go on, lights go off. It uh, makes sense for the supernatural. <laughs> characters i think it also makes sense if they're coming out to like okay let's look at cody at wrestlemania where they made this big drawn out thing of the lights going out 
But if you're doing it for everybody, if if you turned off the lights and then Marco stunt came back, oh Jesus, or like <laughs> just, just anybody, like Joey Ryan came back. I'm I'm just throwing names out there. It, it, oh. You're right. It does lose its uh, aura. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's just something. That's something I thought of during this match. Uh, I, was like, I was like, what are they? What's going on with the lighting guy when these guys come out? Man, there's some bad electrical in these arenas. Let me tell you, right? <laughs> some some bad wiring in the Chase Center. <laughs> Who let the kid near the switch? Click, 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 click. <laughs> so following that, we had a match that definitely cemented Scott's win. Jamie Hayter taking on defeating both Soraya and Ruby Soho. Um, shortest match of the night. This was good. Um, I'm not, I'm trying to recall if this was actually the crowd wasn't as bad here because you had these three matches in a row, which I thought were fire mm. and the crowd was alive. Yeah. And at this point I'm thinking, okay, usually the crowd dies down around this point. And right. I don't think they died during this match. No, I mean, they may be a little quieter because the, the trios match beforehand was pretty ridiculous. So mm-hmm. I can understand that. Plus it was, I think for me, like I my my main thing is I knew that Ruby wouldn't win, but I wanted to know which side she'd choose. And for me, thankfully, she chose the correct side for her. She's an outsider. She deserves to be, you know, with that side of the, of, of the fence. Plus, I like her as a heel, anyways. So I yes. think this fits her much better than being, you know, the baby face for the homegrown talent. Um so yeah, I, I also do like the little spin they did at the end after they lo- after you know Ruby and um Soraya lost, where Ruby kind of attacks Tony and then goes after um Jamie and then the whole thing, like, oh, which side is she on? I felt like Bobby Heenan just screaming, What side is she on? the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um I, I like it. I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think Sam, you're the one that mentioned like this is like the female version of the NWO when it comes to for AEW. Uh, oh so. god. Because of the spray paint. <laughs> well that too, but like the outsiders. So it's kind of like Outside. that same oh, the same kind of thing. Um if they continue to, <laughs> to add more, you know, females from outside of AEW, I think that you know maybe they could run with that for a little bit. Um, but eventually somebody homegrown is going to come in and just absolutely wipe the floor with all of them. But until then, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> John's chomping at the bit now, so I can only imagine what he's going to say. Oh, God, that NWO comparison hurt me a little bit. But that's what they're, I mean, I mean, if you want to, it's not a comparison saying they are the NWO. I think it's one of those comparisons where it's, that's what they're going for. Right. Yeah, you know it's not they're the NWO. I mean, uh, that's... No, I know that. I mean, already Soraya and Tony Storm are already these weird heels. I mean, just they just randomly just turn heel. Just Soraya's just flipping people off now. Uh, it's because uh, nobody liked her as a face. <laughs> it was very sudden. I will agree with yeah. that. It was super sudden. And yeah. actually, I think the night that you brought it up when we were texting, I was like. Wait a minute. What's going on here? Yeah. There's like a flip. And now Brits, she's kind of, she has this anti-hero persona. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's a heel, but 
you know, now she's with Jamie and Jamie's loved and she's the face. Yep. It's interesting. It was a weird transition, but I'm with Scott. Yeah. I'm super curious to see where this goes. Right. I also well, noticed you want to talk about the weird flip with when it comes to Brit. Um, you notice the absence of Rebel. She's no oh, longer she's out. She's no longer yep. associated with them because she doesn't fit the baby face mold, which doesn't make yep. any sense to me whatsoever, but it is what it is. I just thought that was a, an interesting tidbit that I read about too. Is Rebel still there? Does she still show up ever? I don't I, I don't remember the last time I saw her really, but she, she hasn't, hasn't been, been on, on TV in weeks. Yep. Yeah. Ever since uh, Brit and Jamie went face, she's been MIA. Well, I you need her now more than ever. You need her now, especially with if you have three people, three on three. Right. No, I agree like, with you. I think yeah. you're 100 percent correct. Whether they pull yeah. that trigger, I hope hopefully, honestly, I hope they do because they're already a team. Why not just bring her back? So I don't know. Exactly. Well, I will say, you know, now we saw this heel turn from Ruby Soho, which I wish everybody saw coming. <laughs> but um I think, but then after hearing her promo on this week's Dynamite, I was like, okay, she can do the heel stuff. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm going with this. I think change her theme song, and I I think it can work. For, I think it can work. I think Rancid is too, too upbeat, too happy. I think that's a that's for her now. That's I think that's a needs, good think, point. I That's think a... she needs something more aggressive now. Yes. And, and then then it'll work and it'll uh work even better. No, I like that. That's 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 a good yeah. that's that's a good idea, John. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent correct. Like when you hear that song, you're you're all jazzed up and you're all excited, but she's just like F you. I don't want to deal with your shit. So yeah, something more aggressive, I think, would be yeah, I like yeah. that. That's a good idea, John. Good idea. Yeah, Tony, if you're listening. <laughs> we do get random Jacksonville, you know, downloads. So, <laughs> oh yeah, all right. <laughs> but is yeah, that, I was surprised. That... To, uh, I was oh. surprised to see the title not change hands. I yeah, I'm, I'm a little yeah. mad at myself for picking Soraya, but yeah, I mean, you kind of knew something <laughs> weird was going to happen with this match with, um, you know, either Ruby or then with Britt and Tony at ringside, but all the shenanigans kind of happened after the match. So they were able to keep it with Jamie. Um, so I blew it right there picking Soraya. Well, I will tell you my logic. I don't know if you had listened to the podcast, the uh, pre-show. My logic was because Soraya was a big, big take for AEW. I mean, she was, I didn't watch wrestling at this time, but she was one of, if not the face of the women's division at one point in WWE. Yep. So my thought is she's won everything. It doesn't matter if she's healed. They're giving her this damn belt. Like that was my, my mindset. And if you looked yeah. at her singles record, she was undefeated in singles competition. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't far off. There was no hard logic. Here. I'm making an argument for you. Good pick. Zach, Good pick. I also I, made that pick. I, and, and I agreed with both of you, but I just felt it was too early. I, I felt like it, it wasn't time for her to do it. And like John said, the the Ruby Soho heel turn was coming. Like I I saw it as well. So it's just like it would make no sense for Ruby to join Soraya with Soraya winning. It wouldn't make any sense. So and also I thought Jamie Hayter's yeah. done a great job as champion. So why not give her a little bit longer with the title? 
It was a good call. It was a good call, Scott. Scott this lives match... to fight another day. I do. He does. He does. Scott Scott prides himself here. That's why Mania. Mania is going to be a... It's looking to be a good card. Hmm. So Scott's, Scott's going to be holding his ground on these. He does not want to lose that championship, but... No, I do not. He does not want to ship it all the way to New York. New York. <laughs> I don't want to send anything to New York ever because... Because we know why. I won't swear on the podcast, but we all know why. <laughs> <laughs> so following this match, we had um, a divisive, but I thought was a good, good match. Uh, Hangman Allen Page taking on defeating John Moxley via submission. Didn't think he'd submit him. I thought he'd knock him out. Um, it was a Texas death match. It was a straight up hardcore match. Like, I enjoyed it. I love ECW. I know a lot of people. There were I saw a handful of people going, "What was going on? This wasn't for me." I go, "Yeah, it wasn't for you." There's a whole group of people out there who like this, like me, right? Sociopaths <laughs> who like <laughs> the hardcore stuff, who like the you know the violence and the blood and whatnot. So I thought for what they delivered in the second longest match of the night, twenty four, almost twenty five minutes. I thought this delivered. I will say. And we can talk about it once everyone gives their thoughts on this match. Um, the follow-up on Dynamite was a little odd, but we can get into that uh, shortly. Anyone else want to take a jab at this one? I was a little concerned, I think, going into it because these guys have gone at it multiple times and it was always pretty violent. It's gotten bloody, so... Yeah, they're having a Texas death match, but how are they going to exceed everything that they've done before? But they did it, and part of it was, you know, Boxley not only used a fork on Hangman, but he really went in on him with it, you know, for several minutes, it felt like, and really hard. It was it got to the point where it was a little bit hard to watch, so that was successful. And they brought out bricks, which I don't know how many times I've seen actual bricks being used in a wrestling match, but that was kind of cool the way they what they did with that as a, as a weapon to kind of do something a little different for them. And, um, and I thought <laughs> hangman, uh, had a pretty bad idea when he decided to wrap his midsection with barbed mm -hmm. wire and then do a, a moonsault, like as if that was going to somehow hurt Moxley more than it would hurt himself, <laughs> but that was ridiculous. So yeah, I, I thought they succeeded in, um, taking it to that next level of, of violence and, uh, over everything that they've done before. So I did enjoy it. What about you, John? Uh, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about this one. I, there right. was a, there was a few spots where I was like, like, like the, like the, I mean, this is right up Mox's Moxley's alley. The stuff with the, the thing with the fork and the, the bricks was an interesting thing. I don't think I've seen that in a match before um the thing that gets me about this match is that it's not if moxley had not been bleeding on a weekly basis leading into this match like they would have helped it would have helped this match it would have helped sell the pay-per-view because you think all right texas death match i mean they're not even in texas but i mean but you're doing a texas death match like, you know, it's going to be violent. You know, it's going to be 
brutal and there's going to be all these spots with barbed wire and chairs and forks and all this stuff like why is what's moxley thinking doing this stuff on television like and then it's not a surprise anymore when the pay-per-view comes around so i mean i mean the match was fine uh and and, and hang hangman got the win by literally doing by literally hanging him <laughs> with the chain <laughs> yeah, he's the hangman uh, that's right yeah <laughs> Uh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I was surprised to see Moxley tap out. Uh, but I mean, but who wouldn't? I guess to that. So I, I think from the events of Dynamite, it looks like this this feud is over too. So at, at least at least Revolution's been delivering on ending feuds. Well, some of them anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you're 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 definitely right about Moxley. Like he walks to the ring and he's already ready to bleed. So it's just, yeah, it's it's not it's not really like oh god he's bleeding oh, okay so it's it's just another Wednesday night right <laughs> um, the things that 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 I that I love the most is that like, also like what Zach had said like why wrap your body in in, in barbed wire and then do moonsault yeah. off the top and, and expect that to hurt them more than it hurts you but I mean whatever it's a Texas death match and I believe <laughs> Skyler said they just imported it in because you know Texas death match is a lifestyle so I'm like all right whatever go ahead Excalibur you do your thing um my favorite part of this whole whole thing and I didn't catch this when it happened, but I saw clips afterwards and it made perfect sense to me. When Mox hit the stomp on Hangman onto the bricks, the crowd started singing Seth Rollins' theme song. So I'm like, yes, Seth has transitioned. <laughs> he transcends wrestling companies. It doesn't <laughs> matter. So I thought that was fantastic. Um, the math, the match itself, yes, it was a bloody mess that we all knew was going to be um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I also did not expect uh, Mox to tap when he was getting literally hung from the chain. Um, but yeah, this was definitely much needed for Hangman. So, and like you said, with Dynamite, it should be over, but who knows? There's some stuff with the BCC and Dark Order. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, following that, we had the TNT title match where I think this, for me, this may have been the most questionable move of the night, um, especially knowing what happened on in, Dynamite. In hindsight, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wardlow taking on defeating Samoa Joe for the TNT title. Um, I believe this puts Wardlow as the, aside from CM Punk and the Bucks from dropping their titles after one day. Um, I believe this might be the shortest title reign we've seen. For the TNT, definitely, I believe yes. so. So, Zach, mm -hmm. I don't know if you are familiar with what happened on Wednesday. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs at the uh, last Wednesday won his chance to wrestle for the TNT title. Um, with assistance from... Oh, geez, I'm going to draw a blank here. QT Marshall. Marshall. Well, this is from QT. Yeah. <laughs> won the title from Wardlow. Um, yeah, also Wardlow, Wardlow literally was powerbombed on a bunch of foam mats on the outside, and he, and he didn't get up from that. <laughs> like, geez, But Jungle Boy got thrown to the guy. floor. Right. Yeah. 
and he was up on his feet. Yeah. Continuity. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. This one, and again, I think this is where the crowd, these these two matches here where the crowd would like just not into it. Even myself, I was found these two matches. I mean, it was Warlow and Samoa Joe, and I was, ex- I guess I was expecting a little more, but it didn't hit the way I wanted it to. I think I would have preferred Samoa Joe to win and then lose it to Hobbs because he would have been fresh off a win from Revolution. And guess what? Hobbs comes in, takes the belt. Right. Right. I, I do I do believe though that somebody did mention and we won't say who it was that Wardlow would be a transitional champion. But I don't I don't I don't know I don't know who said that, but you know. Just 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 saying. <laughs> Sounds like a smart guy, whoever that was. I don't know. <laughs> this match did nobody any favors. No, it really it, it no it, it really didn't. Like you put you put Joe to you put Joe you put Joe to sleep with his own move uh, at the end of this match, and Wardlow, which has had the title, had the title for literally a day, then somebody stole it right out of his car, and yep. then he loses it the day after that. Like, oh yep. my god! Like this did not help him at all. Nope. Uh, <sighs> The, the only way I honestly can see if this can rectify is if Warlow comes back as a monster heel again. And because, you know, everything that had happened, he had the highest of highs beating Joe at the pay-per-view. Then he had his gear and everything, including the title stolen. And then he gets screwed out of the TNT title. Um, thanks to Hobbs and, and QT. Have him just come out and just destroy people again then I think, honestly, you could save it that way. If you just kind of continue on with him being a face, I I really don't know where you can go with this at this point. It was it was a little bit messy. <laughs> so, yeah. He needs his long hair back. It's like Lashley with mm. pants. Wardlow with long hair. <laughs> Can't be stopped. It's true. It's true. Can they say this about him on the podcast? I believe you did. I'm pretty sure you said the same thing. Warlow without hair. Is this yeah. is this going to have an effect? No. Yeah. See? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it we did. We start making a list of these. Lashley with pants. Punk with pants. Warlow yeah. without hair. You know, the effects <laughs> these things have on these wrestlers. It's real. True. It is. Yeah, uh, this was the only match I didn't have any uh, notes that I took on. And uh, I assume that was because I was starting to fall asleep during this match. It was starting to get late, but also that was probably, yeah, says speaks to the quality of the match too. I didn't, yeah, have, have much from this one. Yeah. Cause I think around this time it was about 10 ish mm-hmm. because oh, I knew, yeah, I think it was around 10 ish. And I was like, all right, well, we got two matches left uh, with the, Tag titles next, and then the you know the main event obviously going at least an hour. So yeah. But the tag match, not gonna lie, wasn't horrible. I enjoyed it. No, I don't think the tag match was bad. The guns obviously defeating the acclaimed Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Orange Cassie and Danhausen. Um still a little slower. Um yeah, this one this one wasn't bad. I think it picked up a little bit here after the Wardlow Samoa Joe match. Um, but I think for me, I, I mean everyone looked great. Even the guns look good. I was just like, okay. 
what's going to happen with these tag titles if the guns win? And we got our answer immediately. Yep. Good old seven star FTR. Top guys are back. Asleep. I fell asleep during this match. Oh, no. I did. I, towards the end of it, I didn't even know FTR came out. Oh, no. Until, until <laughs> afterwards. I, 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 the, before the Iron Man match, after, uh, shortly afterwards, I, it says, oh, what FTR return. I was like, what? <laughs> well, I didn't even know. I was like, assuming the guns retained, but then I saw FTR and I was like, oh, come on. I fell asleep during the, Best tag team in the company coming back. I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> and that'll be interesting because they're what? The contracts expire in April, I think. Rumors are stating, though, that they've signed a long-term contract. So that might be by- why they are back now. So Because they took that time off, um, obviously, to rest and recuperate. And then, obviously, with with the death of, of uh, Jay Briscoe, obviously, that didn't, that didn't help them at, at all with their you know the trios of matches that they've had they've obviously become very close so that rocked them pretty hard um but yeah i i think i think they're here for the long haul and honestly i like the move it's good as much as i would have loved to see them come back to wwe i really enjoy them in AEW. so yeah i was i was thinking the guns would win and then maybe the acclaimed would get another one-on-one shot at them but Seeing FTR come back, that was that was pretty awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I hope because uh, let's let's do some booking here. You know, I hope, and this is going to be almost my same statement with MJF. If they put the tag titles back on FTR, I hope that they get this super long run. Like, give them this long, year-long run with the belts. Let them run the tag team division. Let them set the precedent. Mm. And and AEW, if they have anything that's strong, it's a tag team division. So you could we 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 can get bangers after bangers after bangers for quite a while, and not have to worry about any degrading in match quality. So, yeah, I would be all for a year-long run with them as being tag champs. And obviously, not to discount the Guns. The Guns probably have the second-best tag team theme song that that the AEW has. Um, It's just the team's young. They're going to be champions for a long time, many times over. But for now, they have a good run. They're they're probably going to drop it uh, to FTR at the next pay-per-view, if not sooner. And then it's off the races for th- for the top guys. Yeah, I, I accept, approve Sam's booking of this. I think we should approve it, push it through, make it happen. <laughs> Mr. Zach approval. <laughs> we shall see what happens. Hmm. But I think we all most importantly want to talk about this main event. This match, did everyone stay up for this, the long yes. haul, the whole match? Yes. I think, and Zach, I wouldn't be surprised if you had the same thought we did. I think everyone, the three of us at least, made the prediction this was going into overtime. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. This match potentially already contender for match of the year, I would argue. Mm. You know, I was expecting less falls, but knowing MJF, it made sense the way they booked all these falls. And I think, Scott, did you say it? Where it was like, he's going to just weasel his way into a few falls. Yep. I expected the Danielson to get a couple or a few. I said four or five falls right off the rip for, for Danielson. And then MJF would do something stupid to get himself DQ'd. But in doing so, since there was no breaks, immediately pick up pinfalls. And that's exactly what he did. Brian Danielson got the first one. And then he got the second one from a DQ. And then MJF pinned him twice within seconds. So I was just like, I'm sitting here watching this happen. And my I just had this big shit-eating grin on my face. I'm just like, God damn it. They did it. I'm so happy that they did. But yeah, this match was just ridiculous. Um, I think I like the fact that they kept talking about how MJF's longest match was like 38 minutes and, and some change. Um, so and then the then they made the big deal of when they passed it, and then they even mentioned Brian Danielson's uh record of 74 minutes when he was in the world's uh greatest uh Royal Rumble for WWE. I thought that was a pretty cool callback. Um, but yeah, so it's just we all knew the devil wasn't going to lose this match. And I like, I loved how this whole thing ended too. You get MJF to submit Brian Danielson to the, to the, uh, the S lock. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> lots of, lot, lots of, uh, lots of move steals. So I feel like I'm playing, you know, WWE 2K22. Everybody's stealing each other's moves. I also like how they did do, you know, they did the false finish. Yes. Where it was like, because I think John was getting, uh, John might have been getting rowdy, where he's like, they're actually going to end it like this. This is, and I think you were, and I'm just like waiting. But the crowd was getting, it's like, what do you mean? Like the crowd's getting angry and riled up. And then they're like, Tony Shivani's like, hold a second, hold a second. I'm getting word. I got to say, mm. you know, I got to go down to the ring. And I'm like, here we go. Yep. Here we go. Full send. And they went for an extra, what do we say, five and change? So almost yeah. six minutes after that? Yep. And the moment, it's funny, the moment they brought out the oxygen for MJF, I pointed at my television. I said, that's what's going to end this match. I know it. I know it. And sure enough, sure enough, was coming out of nowhere, MJF smacks Brian Danielson with it. And yeah. Just so, it was so... It, it was it was really really well done. I really really enjoyed this match. It was all laid out really well. I, mm. Like the start, Danielson kind of just wrestling circles around MJF, and like you said, mentioning bringing up the uh, the endurance factor of how long, how deep of waters can MJF go? And Danielson's done this before. How the falls laid out, um, yeah, definitely hit the the over with the falls on compared to what. Uh, you know, like the DraftKings predictions had. Um, so, yeah, I was wrong about that, but I was thinking it would be like five falls between them. Um, so that was a little bit of a surprise, and but just really, really well done how they set up the match, laid it out, how it played out. Really awesome storytelling. Mm. Yeah, this match was more than, than all right. It was pretty good. 
Okay, no! here we go. You're pretty Whoa! good. This is pretty. Yeah. Uh, even despite despite it being an hour, an hour matched. I mean, that's you know, it's sometimes it might be tough for a viewer to watch you know a wrestling match for one whole hour. Imagine how the wrestlers feel. Like right. MJF had some bad like. You see that hematoma he had on him on the on the 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 media scrum afterwards. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. And he was on a crutch and everything. Both those guys, both those guys get the crap kicked out of them. Mm. But yeah, I mean, we called it. We called it like we like this is probably going to overtime. And and it was to Scott's point, like, yeah, I mean, they're probably not going to let it end as a draw because there's the fans would be pissed mm. sitting sitting the whole entire pay-per-view and then sitting the whole entire match only to be a draw um so i like that they did that so i, I think after it probably went about another five minutes yeah um after uh after time had expired on that and i I don't know if you guys were thinking it, but I was curious about what was going to happen after this match ended. Mm, no, I you're thought, right. I thought somebody was going to come back. Yeah, and that didn't happen. I mean that 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 doesn't mean I didn't. That doesn't mean I disliked the match, but I was like, damn it, all right, maybe not yet. He will How, come back. However, you talk about he who must not be named. Um, yeah. The the clear mocking, uh, of yes of, of CM Punk during uh, MJF's media scrum afterwards was great with the pickles and just the yeah. whole thing and just it was calling himself the best in the world. I'm just like yes, you're just laying this all out and I'm just eating it. It's like just give it to me. This is so... oh they're plant they're they're planting seeds big time. Oh yeah, right now. So I expect him. I expect him probably double or nothing maybe before that yeah because i believe that's the next one yeah for may yeah this double or nothing yes, yes. end of may yeah yep so yeah. man whoo, that could be that could be a lot of fun i do also i want to point out um i do like so going into dynamite um and zach you definitely need to check this out the promo that brian danielson gave mm. Defeated, he's distraught. He's just he's exhausted. He realized he might not be able to play with his kids again. Like he really played this, you know, emotional piece out. Um, I think two things to take away from this. One of the things he said, it's time for me to go home, which either means he's going on a break, but I don't think his contract's up, or maybe he's going back to the E. Who knows? I don't know. The other thing here is I think this is really important because somebody like Brian Danielson, who has been a rock since day one, is now a broken man mm. against the most vicious son of a bitch to ever hold the AEW title. It really plays into the devil yeah. for MJF. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yeah, look what he did to Brian Danielson, beloved Brian Danielson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Really cementing this, what I think will be a legendary title run mm. by MJF if he continues this. Um, again, overall, I think this is what the the company needed. I know, you know, obviously the writing they need to work on that a little more, booking a little better. We have Ring of Honor. We'll see what happens with Ring of Honor in the in the 
in their in their plate right now. See if they can separate the shows a little bit more. I've noticed on Dynamite, I will just bring it up now. Um, not as much. You did have some of the Ring of Honor talent, but I don't think that none of them are really distinguished. As long as the Ring of Honor stuff stays in Ring of Honor, I think we're good. Right. Um, but I enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this. I think this was a good first pay per view for the of the year for these guys. Completely mm-hmm. agree. I just want to know John's rating. If it gets does, it star. get the Statman star. Well, you know what? I was not disappointed that I watched this pay-per-view. So, yes, it does get the Statman star. I will say even above the dynamites that they've been going through, this show definitely stuck Uh, out above the rest. Yeah. Such a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I don't hate that I watched this. <laughs> I have no 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 regrets. No, no regrets from watching this. Yeah. No, sorry, I was eating a Milky Way. Uh, yeah, no no regrets watching this pay per view. I was like, okay, all right, that's yeah. That had me. That had me a little. A little bit eager to watch Dynamite, and then Dynamite was meh. But, but yeah, this, this was all. This pay per view was decent. Great. Well, we will cut this here, guys. Uh, Mr. Zach, thank you for joining us as always. Um, next time we will see you. We will see you end of the month. Mania thirty nine mm. is already here. This is it. This is what all comes down it. to. This is yep. you couldn't have booked it any better, honestly. Right? Yep, that's why you're the best book machine, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. that's why I held on to that lead and I didn't I didn't want to clinch it before Mania. We're gonna have to go into overtime here. We're gonna have to bring this to backlash. Maybe. Oh. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, if you uh, don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SOB official. Scott is Scotty J Stream. Zach as Mr. Zach. Is it Mr. Zach? Ship it, Mr. Zach, I think. Ship it, Mr. Yes. Zach. And uh, John Statman. We're on all streaming platforms. If you cannot find us on there, please let us know. On your streaming platform, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell people I ship it. Susan Above the Ring is the podcast if you're choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.